Praise the name of the Lord. The fall of Goliath. Goliath, you know, is a very popular character in the Bible. Very, very popular. And his fall made room for David's promotion. So, as the Goliaths fall in our lives today, promotion will follow suit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. David was a shepherd boy. David was a shepherd boy. Just a no name, if you will. He was just tending sheep and goats. But David had an unusual trait. And that is David is a communicator. There's something in David that wants to have a conversation. And when David was in the wilderness, when there was no one to have a conversation with, David looked to the God of heaven and said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It makes me to lie. <laughs> you know, David struck up conversations with Jehovah. In fact, the relationship with between David and God is so amazing. And it's instructive to us that God wants to talk to us. God wants to talk to you. God wants you to talk to him. God wants to have a conversation with you and I. David had an amazing relationship with God that is based on his uncanny nature to have a conversation. David was, you are my rock, you are my butler, you are my defense, you are my altar, you are the glory, you are the lifter up of my head. I mean, God, if God, if, if it is possible, God's head will be swelling. Praise the Lord. And when, when David was en route to go and meet Goliath and kill Goliath, in the passage of scripture that we read earlier on, David had five conversations. There were five conversations that led to the fall of Goliath. I would say five conversations. David had five conversations. Look at five of them, and, and by the time we are done, Goliath will be falling in Jesus' name. The first conversation that David had was the conversation with Jesse, his father. Jesse called David. David, sir, take the f- bread and, 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 and provision and supply to your brothers. David said, yes, sir. Packed the stuff and left. The conversation with Jesse led to obedience. Sometimes Jesse's the Jesses of our lives, or Jesses of our lives, are human beings. Sometimes it's the Lord. So the question to you is, what is Jesse telling you? Or what has Jesse told you? What has Jesse told you? 
So please ask your neighbor, what has JC told you? The JCs are the people that you know, are in authority over us. And they've, they've, they usually, the conversation is usually instructional. In, in John 2, there's an amazing story where Jesus and his mother were in a wedding in Cana of Galilee. A lot of you, if you've been in church for a while, you know that story. And they ran out of wine. Now, something very interesting happened when they ran out of wine. The mother of Jesus said to Jesus, they have no wine. Fix it. What did Jesus say? Woman, what's my business with that? What's my business with that? That was the, the first part. Then the second part, then the, the, the mother of Jesus now changed gear. She, she now said to Jesus, or rather said to the people, that's, okay, you know what? Anything he tells you to do, do it. Now the question to you and I is, are you telling God what to do? Or are you doing what he says to do? Like Mary, are you telling God? Some people, some of us, we've come here to tell God what to do. Go to Shagamu and bring me a husband. Go to Sokoto and bring me a car. As if he's your houseboy. <laughs> but you see, for Goliath to fall, your position has to be what he has told you to do. Praise the name of the Lord. David could have said, after he was just anointed king, could have said, a whole, a whole king, a whole me, to be running errands and carrying loaf, baffling, up and down, when I should be sitting on my throne. David would have died an anointed shepherd boy. What has JC said to you? In fact, who are the JCs in your life? Who are the JCs? I'm sure you know who the JCs are. <laughs> the Lord, your husband, uh, and so forth and so forth. <laughs> what has JC said to you? Now, you have, you and I, you have to get, or we have to get under the things that God has put over us so that we can get over the things that God has put under us. See after me. I have to get under the things that God has put over me so that I can get over the things that God has put under me. What is Jesse saying to you? What is Jesse saying to you? What has the Lord said to you to do? And you are saying to God, if you do this, then eh, don't worry, you do this one, then I'll do that. God said, jump. You are saying to God, eh, put foam there first now. When you put, mat you know what the foam is? Mattress, the trampoline, or a net. Put a net there and see and you will see if I will not jump. Praise the Lord. 
What has God said to you? What is God saying to you? What has he said to you to do? You know, that is, you see, if there's anything that you get really out of this, that is the key to, that's the key to miracles. What has he said for you to do? Do it. I remember years ago, I was um, in the office. Then one of our pastors you know, came to me. We had maybe one of the first God Regate service ever then or something. And one of the pastors came to me and said to me that, you know, the anointing oil for the God Regate service, that it feels that God is telling him that there's something I did. There's a way I prepared the oil that I should please tell him. Now, when he asked me that, in my mind, I'm like, is that not my secret? Now, don't look at me like that. Why should I tell you? And God rebukes me. He said, what secret? Whose secret? Tell him. So I told him, this is what I do. And the guy was like, wow. And he was excited, you know. And he left. When he left, God said to me, I will now show you a higher way. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we've been using the higher way up until now. So, please, I want to tell you so I can go higher. <laughs> a lot of people are where they are. Because God has said, do this. And you're like, no. Why? It's my own. It's your own. Hold it. Until you obey God, the next level will be elusive. Until David got up and left, there was nothing like Goliath, talkless of Goliath falling. Until David obeyed JC. You know, the problem with a lot of us is that we are more educated than JC. Who is Jesse? Jesse. After all, when God came to anoint king, he jumped even Jesse. And anointed me. Oh, big me. If David had not obeyed Jesse, David would have died an anointed shepherd boy. May you not die an anointed shepherd boy. In the name of Jesus. So ask your neighbor again. What has Jesse told you to do? So that's the first conversation that we see David having. It's a conversation with Jesse. The second conversation that David had is the conversation with Eliab, his brother, his eldest brother. I'm reading from the NIV of that encounter in verse 28 to 30. Just, just follow me. It says, when Eliab, David's eldest brother, heard him speaking with the men. He burned with anger. I was say burned with anger. And him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. Ah, ah, kill day. 
You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I now what have I done? said David. Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. Eliabs, they could be spirits. They could be men or women. Eliabs, they know you inside out. They've known you for a long time. In this case, Eliab was even there from birth. Eliabs, your presence infuriates them. Your, your presence just makes them upset. Eliabs, they call you what God has not called you. They call you proud. They call you conceited. They call you evil. They call you wicked. But God has not called you that. Eliabs. Everybody say Eliabs. They try to shut you up. They will help you, but they will even let you be. Eliabs, they are the enemies within. The enemies within. Listen, you must prevail over Eliab. And you will prevail over Eliab in Jesus' name. But Eliab must be conquered before Goliath is conquered. How do you conquer Eliab? Number one, answer him back. Number two, ignore him and just continue doing what you are doing. David just ignored him. I was asking everybody, hey, what did they say they would give the person that? <laughs> Eliabs, always full of, of themselves. Eliabs. So David had the first conversation. He had a conversation with who? Jesse. The second conversation, he had a conversation with? With Eliab. The third conversation he had, David had the conversation with the soldiers. With the soldiers. And David asked the men, verse 26, standing nearby, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him. It's not that they've not told him before. Not he has not been before. They repeated to him what they have been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. Then Eliab came and interrupted. And at the end of it, verse 30, he says, he then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and the report and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. You see, there's one common trait among visionaries. One common trait among visionaries. Visionaries find it difficult to keep their mouths shut. It's a common trait among visionaries. If you are able to keep quiet, Mute totally about your vision is probably not real to you. Visionaries are talkers. Dreamers are talkers. Ask Joseph. The more he dreamed, the more he, he spoke. Hey, I had a dream. And in that dream, uh -huh. hey, hey, boys, I had another dream. And in that dream, you know, in fact, when he was approaching his brothers, 
They said, behold, the dreamer coming. <laughs> you, see, you see, visionaries, they try to, to, to keep quiet. The more they try to keep quiet, it will be burning in them like fire. But you see, you have to be a wise visionary and say your stuff to the right people. Praise the name of the Lord. David just turned away to somebody else and asked the same matter. Was it that he didn't hear the first time? You meet an opposition in, 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 in your vision. Maybe you share it with your brother, your sister, whoever. You know, and you meet an opposition and you're discouraged. They, they discourage you and, and you just want to sit down there. No, 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 no. Just move on to the next person and tell them about the vision. Somebody doesn't buy into your vision. Big deal. Praise the Lord. Let them walk. Say, let them walk. Just go to the next person and say, hey, this vision. Praise the Lord. You know, I was, I was speaking with, with a pastor friend. And I was, you know, and he was saying to me, you know, how are you able to? Apparently, he's, he's, um, he had the problem with some of his people. You know? And I said to him, it's simple that some of your people will not believe you. You have to be able to live with that as a leader. It doesn't matter. He said, hey, I said, yeah. I gave an example. There was a time we wanted to start video, um, video centers, house fellowships, some time ago. You know? And we said, we are going to start video centers. We are going to start 50 of them. We, are going to buy, we bought DVDs. We even bought generators for the hosts that if never takes light, shall not see. Let the things continue. One of my guys came to the office and said, Pastor, this thing cannot work. Since it doesn't make sense. And the guys, the pastor friend said, so what did you do? If it were him, he would be very angry. I said, no. I said, I just said, eh. And I went to told, told somebody else, we are going to have a video center, and it's going to be heavy. Just ignore him. When the video center happened, he said, I, I didn't know this thing would work. Eh. If you knew, you wouldn't say so. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody has discouraged you. You want to start a business. Somebody has discouraged you. It could even be your father that has discouraged you. And you sit down there sulking. Get up, my friend. And tell somebody else. Do what? Tell somebody else. Guess what? Before long, more people will believe your vision. Before long, the people that need to talk about it in places where you cannot get to, will begin to talk about it in places where you cannot get to. Before long, the souls will say, please come and make the vision happen. Praise the name of the Lord. You have been discouraged about your dream. Ignore them. I will say ignore them. And tell somebody else. So I prophesy today to you that every soul in authority that can help you achieve your vision that needs to hear about it. Beginning from today, let them begin to hear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. So conversation number one that David had, he had a conversation with 
JC. Conversation number two that he had, he had a conversation with Eliab. Conversation number three that he had, he has a conversation with the soldiers. Conversation four that he has, he had the conversation with Saul. With Saul. They sent for him. Saul sent for him. Come. Who are you? Do you know the first thing David said when he got before Saul? We read it when uh, Pastor Margaret was reading the scriptures. David said, let no man's heart be troubled. <laughs> I love this guy. You know, I mean, this was the king of Israel. You are, you are being interested the king. You are not even falling on your face and rolling on the floor. The first thing you said, nobody should lose sleep over this guy. I'm going to kill him. You know what Saul said? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's in the Bible. We read it together, right? He walked up to him. You know, sometimes when you... You see, the scripture says that they that do know their God will be, will be strong and they will do exploits. When you are confident in God, the Eliabs will conclude it is pride. The Saul's will conclude it is folly. Says today I will cut off his head. Today. I saw looked at him. He didn't have a sword. <laughs> Nothing in his hands. You will cut off his head. Do you even know what you are saying? You are a boy. And this guy has been a warrior since he was a boy. Now, David did something that was that is very important in his conversation with, with, with Saul. David said to Saul, Ha, ah, Oga, don't look at me like that. Oh. I may be small, but I have a very big God. He's always by my side. A very big God. By my side. By my side. David said, when I was keeping my father's sheep and my father's goats, I mean, imagine. They are talking about Goliath. They are talking about you are keeping sheep and goats. <laughs> now, now, the word for you there is never underestimate your testimonies of sheep and goats. Never underestimate. You see, the, the, the problem with all of us is we are like, we, 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 we write ourselves off. We say, what have I done? What would I put on my CV? If I bid for this job, I don't even have the experience. I all have been keeping a sheep and goats. They are looking for people that are giant killers. David said, Oga, when I was keeping the sheep and goats, and he showed Saul what God did through him. While he was keeping the sheep and the goat. You need to realize that God knows where you are. He knows what you are doing. And regardless of where you are, he has prepared the promotion for you. Amen. And you will get it in Jesus' name. Amen. Then David moved the conversation and made it a conversation about Covenant, made it a covenant issue. David said, and who is this uncircumcised Philistines? If you look at that, uncircumcised, the, 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 the token of, second, of, of, of the covenant between God and his people is what? It's circumcision. When someone, a Jew, the difference between the Jew nations in those days, because everybody had, a lot of people are circumcised now, you know, men, I will ask if you are circumcised, raise your hand. <laughs> Oh, Femi, why did you say that? Back to the story, back to the story. Now, 
David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he will defy the army of the dead? So what was David saying? David was saying that this guy doesn't have a covenant with God. Now, until you see yourself, now, all these other Jews, the Israelites that were running, they were hiding. Anytime Goliath spoke, all of them would be lining up face to face. As Goliath began to speak, they would begin to run. Didn't they have a covenant? They all did. But David was activating his own covenant. The covenant is useless if it's not activated. Useless if it's not activated. You can't be, you can't, if, if you're a Christian, you see, everything Jesus did on the cross is available for you. Everything. And it's available now, not tomorrow, now. But if you don't activate the covenant, it remains like so. So David made it a covenant issue. David said, This guy is not circumcised, and because he's not circumcised, he's not under the covenant, and he's, because he's not under the covenant, he's inferior to us. <laughs> Look, let me bring you home. You are bidding for a job. Which is why, if you are not born again, today is a good time to get born again, though. And someone that is not saved is bidding for the same job. And it's a job you should have. We should get it. And the, one of the keys to getting it is you need to go to God and activate this thing that look, this is an uncircumcised person. I am a covenant person. This belongs to me. It belongs to your kingdom. And fight for it from that perspective. Praise the Lord. So it, it is very risky to be living life not being saved. Very risky. You know why? Because you become a casualty of many things. The devil gets angry, he slaps you. You can't challenge him because if you do, you can increase your punishment. You can't call on God. I mean, you're just in a mess. But today, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. If you will run into it, you will be safe. Conversation number one, David had a conversation with, with Jesse. Conversation number two, David had a conversation with Eliab. Conversation number three, David had a conversation with the soldiers. Conversation number four, David had a conversation with Saul. Before we look at conversation number five, there are a few interesting things that I want to bring to your to our attention. And 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 and, and, and the first one is when David, when Saul says, oh, wear this armor and all that stuff. David tried them on and says, you know, this thing is not going to work for me. I've not, you know, proved them. And he took them off. And David looked at Goliath. David deployed innovative thinking. Everybody say innovative thinking. If you remember in the story, David said to Saul, the lion came. I killed him. I held him by the, by the bed. I killed him. That is close combat. David had close combat with the lion. The bear came, carried one of the lamp. I went, I took the lamp from his hand and I punched him to death. I killed him. Close combat. But with Goliath, David changed his strategy. I'm not coming close to this guy. <laughs> I'm going to fire a missile. Innovation. The Goliath is there. He's going to fall today. God will show you that weapon that you need to deploy in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the first thing, the second one I'll look to our four, is that David picked five stones, stones. David 
picked five smooth stones. Some analysts have said David picked five smooth stones because David didn't have faith. Because if David had faith, all he needed to do was to pick one stone. And I laugh. You know why I laugh? If you don't have faith, you don't find that kind of a battle. <laughs> if you don't have faith, you will not enter the ring with Goliath if you're a David. So it's not a faith issue. So what is it? Some say, said, uh, 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 um, some scholars said that the remaining four were the four other brothers of Goliath. That Goliath has four other brothers. Well, the scripture says that Goliath had brothers, but the scripture doesn't tell us how many brothers he had. No, he didn't. Praise the name of the Lord. And who says that Goliath's brothers will be killed by stones? Because they chased after, after them with the sword and everything. So, for, so, why five? Why five? Two reasons I'm going to share with you. Number one is planning. When you are planning, plan like this. Don't plan like this. When you are focusing, focus like this. When you are planning, plan like... Christians need to understand that. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. It actually means you have faith. Because you are saying, if I miss with this one, this one will not miss. That's faith. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, the second reason, which is the spiritual reason, which I think from scripture, that David chose five stones, is because five is the number for grace. Five is the number for mercy. David knew that <laughs> it's not by power. It's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Except the Lord builds the labor in vain that builds. Five is the number for grace. Five is the number for grace. Five is the number for grace. Now, the, 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 the analysts tell us that the average human being is seven and a half head height. So, if they measure your head and they put boom, 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 boom. So it's about seven and a half, your height. Your head, your height. But Goliath, giants from nine feet, 13 feet, are nine head heights. Proportion, nine. So listen to this. For David to get Goliath's head, he had 11% chance. One out of nine. He had 11% chance to get Goliath's head. Is that slim? Pretty slim. Now, if you, the scriptures we read, the, the Bible says that Goliath had a helmet of bronze. So it reduced the space that the stone can even touch to less than 1% chance. But David knew by the grace of God, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, if I fling the stone, it will be a guided missile. That's all. That's one, less than 1%. It will find its way in and kill this guy. So David took the stone and flung it. And guess what? That stone, that one stone, went straight to that less than 1% opening and killed Goliath. What does that tell you and I? 
Many of us, we are discouraged because, because the doctor says that uh, it is less than 10% chance. What's that? David had less than 1%. Many of you, we are, we are saying, oh, but this opportunity, this business opportunity is about 30%, 30%. You even have, that's even too much for God. Praise the Lord. David had less than 1%. And he knew that by the grace of God, this Goliath is going to fall down. There may be things before you today that your opportunities are slim. I'm here to say to you today, fire your shots. And God will guide you to the head of Goliath. In the mighty name of Jesus. The opportunities may be slim. Fire your shots. Fire your shots. Now, how you know really, I mean, I think we've shared this before also. How you know really that it is not, it wasn't even David Stone, really. Because the scriptures we read, I've read it in in NLT, in KJV. I, I was trying to see, okay, maybe it's a translation issue. The scriptures we read, when David's stone hit Goliath, now look at it this way. If Goliath is standing like this, are you with me? And David's stone goes at a velocity of what? The trajectory, calculate all those, all those things. Then, and he goes and hits Goliath. And Goliath staggers. Where should he fall? But the Bible says Goliath fell face down. What does that tell you? It wasn't the stone. <laughs> there was an angel, Angeli, that just said to Goliath, you, you know what they're saying? They're just saying to David, we are shooting, shoot it, 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 shoot it. As he shot the thing, I was going to go to the under girl was guiding, guiding, so that people will see that this thing hits this guy. As he hit him, <laughs> praise the name of the Lord. David had less than one percent chance, and he took it by the grace of God, and he killed Goliath. All the Goliaths that are before you today, regardless of how slim the probability is, you are going to cut off their head today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Which, which leads us to the fifth conversation. Because the first conversation he had with Wu, Jesse, the second conversation he had with Eliab, the third conversation he had with the soldiers, the fourth conversation he had with Saul, and the fifth conversation he had with Goliath. You must have a conversation with your problem, with the Goliath. You must say, hey, you this stomach pain, sit down here, wait, wait, let me just tell you something now. Let's, let's have a conversation. David had it. And Goliath went all spiritual on David. As 
the conversation started, Goliath went all spiritual about David, on David. Goliath said, you think I'm a dog? David said, tell him, what are you if you are not a dog? You're a dog. Because Jesus was saying to the woman that was not circumcised, the bread of the children is not meant for dogs. Goliath was saying, do you think I'm a dog? David says, you are a dog. He must have said so. You know, my imagination takes over sometimes. Said, so, of course you're a dog, you're a big dog. In fact, you're a big foolish dog. <laughs> then listen, what happens next? Goliath began to curse David with his gods. The people you are up against, they are not tackling this thing with ordinary hand. They are not. So that's why sometimes, you know, I really thank God for God's favorite house. The vigils were well attended. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, that's not for yourselves. Guys are awesome. Thursday was packed. In fact, South Friday was packed. Some Christians tell them to come and pray. Oh, it's prayer not too much. The people you are competing against, they are not sleeping. They are cursing you with the name of their God. You, they, you are sleeping. Why should you be sleeping? Let me tell you how the spiritual works. I've, I've explained this before. The spiritual, whether you are born again or not. Somebody says, oh, I have faith. I don't need to pray. Don't pray. Your covenant will be docile. The spiritual answers to the highest bidder. That's how spiritual works. So, the unbeliever has set up an altar. You better set up an altar. Are you following me? Praise the name of the Lord. So, 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 Goliath was cursing David with the name of, the, of his God. David said to Goliath, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But I have come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David said, in essence, there are two armies here. There is the army of Israel that you, you can see. And there's this, there's the host of heaven behind us that you cannot see. But you have come against the God that is in charge of the host of heaven and the physical battle. You cannot even begin to triumph in spiritual warfare without understanding the two armies. There are two armies. There's, there are angels on our side. Praise the name of the Lord. They are. They are. They are. I'm, I mean, I have no doubt that there are angels everywhere here. Of course there are. David introduced that God to Goliath. Now, he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord 
of hosts, whose armies you have defied. At that point, Goliath technically lost his head in the spirit realm. He lost his head at that point. Goliath didn't die. He just went the stone. Yeah, he died physically. But Goliath, David won the battle there. When he came against Goliath in the name of the Lord of hosts. You know, in the New Testament, Paul was admonishing us this. Everything you do, do in the name of the Lord. Why is he saying that? Because it is in the name of the Lord that victory is guaranteed. Philippians 2. 9-11, it says, therefore God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee of things in the heavens, of things on the earth, of things beneath the earth, and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherever the Goliaths are, spiritual realm, they are going to fall. They are on the earth, they are going to fall. They are beneath the earth in the ocean. They are going to fall. In the name of Jesus. That name is so powerful. It's so, 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 so powerful. It's too powerful. Even unbelievers know it. Back in the day, these guys, unbelievers, both of them, no, more than two, but confession between two of them, unbelievers, in fact, Unbeliever, unbeliever. So one of them was was narrating how he had a dream and he was being oppressed and tormented in the dream. The other one, I can't remember that. Maybe he had a bottle of Gouda in his hand. Self now said to him, Ah, you should have just said Jesus. <laughs> All of them will scatter. They say, Hey, yes, try it. Just say Jesus. I say, wow, now wow. Who <laughs> believer knows Jesus? <laughs> knows that the name works. It works. It works. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> and regardless of the domain, the name of Jesus is all powerful. It is too powerful. It is the stone before the stone. It is the stone you send. Before this physical stone you pick. The name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus is so complete that he doesn't even need help. I was listening to some God share very interestingly. The name of Jesus does not need help. Some people think they need to help that name of Jesus a little bit. So they, they think they need to say, Jesus. He doesn't need help. Tell your neighbor, he doesn't need help. He doesn't need help. <laughs> Some people think they need to emphasize the, 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 the S. Jesus. Some say, oh, no, no, no. Call it seven times. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> listen, listen, and listen carefully. At that name, every knee bows. If it is faith that makes you repeat it, fine. But don't think by repeating it you are making it more powerful. It is complete by itself. It's the name of the Lord. Totally.
totally complete by itself. Well, aren't you excited at the name of Jesus? Praise the name of the Lord. That name is available to a new believer, is available to the oldest Christian, is not more powerful in the mouth of the oldest Christian than the new believer. I mean, I remember years ago, comparatively, I mean, I was a new believer comparatively. We had a case. There was some guy fully possessed of, the dem- of, of demons speaking Fone, Queen's English. Have you heard demons speak Fone before? That guy was speaking Fone demonically. And he was very violent. He was, he was fighting everybody in the room. He said to the head of prayer of the church at the time, he said to her, you're a witch! And she kept quiet. He looked at my friend, some guy, he's a pastor in Finland now. He looked at him and said, you didn't pray yesterday! Night! If you come near me, and he was afraid. It's true, I didn't pray. <laughs> Let me not come and go. Now, listen to me. I was just a new believer, relatively. I entered the room. I wanted to attend service. Because I didn't want to miss service. Service was going on when all this was going on in the prayer room. So, I said to the demon, I said to the guy, look at me. Demon couldn't look at me. I say yes, yes, yes. Look down. Say yes, yes. Victory, victory, victory. Look at me. You have to celebrate little victories. These little victories. So I said to him, and listen, listen, listen. I said to the demon guy, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I draw a bloodline now. You are not allowed to cross from this part of this room to this part of the room. Can you hear me? And I turned my back and I left. Attended service. My friend was saying to me, because they, they, were, they were monitoring the guy, was saying to me that the guy will charge at them and get to that line and stop. He says, Femo, what do you put there now? <laughs> Show your friend something. I said, there's nothing, no. It's just the name of. It's not, it's, it's, are you sure? I said, there. Yeah. This is the guy said to me that I didn't pray yesterday night. That's what I, said. I said, me too, I didn't pray yesterday night too. He said, yeah, you didn't pray. I said, yeah, yeah, now. He said, because you are coming to church the following morning. Why am I praying yesterday night? That was my understanding as a child. As a, you know. So he said, I said, because you were afraid. You thought you needed to add your prayers to the name of Jesus. Before it's, if the demon had told me I didn't pray yesterday, I said, is, is that your business? Praise the name of the Lord. Because you, you, you felt that I have not prayed yesterday night, so I cannot cast out this demon. Who said so? At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow of things in the heavens, of things in the earth, and of things beneath the earth. Every knee. But that name has, you see, and by the grace of God, years have passed. I can tell you story upon story upon story upon story upon stories on that name. I can tell you one thing. It is as potent. My getting more matured in God didn't make it more potent. It was as potent then as it is as potent now. Well, I want to pray with you 
that Goliath will fall today. Because you are going to use that name yourself, that name of the Lord. Yourself. But there were this group of people in in Acts 19. Don't don't worry, I'll tell you the story. They were the sons of Sceva. They said that, oh, it's the name of Jesus they are using, Abi. We too will will use it. So they said to the demons, in the name of Jesus, that uh, Pastor Yobami preaches. Come out! The Bible says that the demons, they say, eh. Paul I know. Jesus I know. Ayobami I know. Who are you? Before they could introduce themselves, the demons beat them black and blue, tore their clothes, disgraced them. You will not be disgraced. Yeah. We are going to be coming against Goliath shortly. You don't want them to leave somebody else's case. I say, everybody's even coming against us. You too, you are talking. And open fire on you. That will not be your passion. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's real. It's true. In Jesus' name. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. I want to pray with you. They are saying, Pastor, that is me. I'm not born again. I can't put that name in my mouth. I'm not in the covenant. I'm not circumcised. Oh, I used to be born again, but I'm backsliding. I'm living in sin right now. If I even say Jesus, I mean, I can't be in trouble. I'm saying, Pastor, that is me. Oh, I want that name in my mouth. Potent. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to come back to Jesus. If you are the one, before we begin to pray, I want to pray with you. That is me. Put up your hand now over your head. Jesus, God bless you. Right there, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, right there. Put it up well. Put it up well. God bless you, right there. Put it up well. God bless you, right there. God bless you. God bless you, right there. God bless you. And I have right there. At the overflow, do we have an overflow? We do. At the overflow, put up your hand and we attend to you. God bless you, right there. At the gallery, God bless you, right there. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. At the back over there, God bless you. That is me. Put up that hand. Put up that hand. Put up that hand. That name in my mouth must be potent. That name in my mouth must fall. Must hit Goliath's head and Goliath will fall down flat. That is me. Put up that hand boldly over your head and we'll pray together. Quickly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Someone's that is me. Put it up. If you have the card, could you get up on your feet and come and meet me here at the altar? And we'll pray together. Ushers, please help them. That is me. I don't have the card, but I need to surrender my life. Get up and come also. Come on. Get up. If you are the overflow, God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. If you are the overflow, make your way, to, make your way here. Just make your way here. Can you hear him knocking? Can you hear him knocking? God bless you. At the gallery, please make your way down. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The rest of us, please, let's, let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's, let's pray for our brothers and our sisters. 
God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Someone's calling out your name. God bless you. Calling time and time again. Get up, I'm, we're waiting for you. Just make your way here, make your way here. Can you hear him calling? Make your way here, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. He's been calling very long. As, as you come to the front, just cry to him. Jesus, have mercy upon me. That son of David, have mercy upon me. Cleanse me, save me, save me. Keep coming, I'm, I'm waiting for you. We are waiting for you. Keep coming, we are waiting, we are waiting. Brothers and sisters, we are safe. Can you can we please intercede for these ones, please? Let's let's just pray for them. Let's let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you for everyone that you've drawn unto yourself today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you yourself will lay your hands upon them, Lord, and save them. Cleanse them totally. Father, thank you because your word says that you have translated them. As they've come to you, you've translated them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your destiny. We give you praise. We honor and we adore you, Lord. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen.